0: Hey Church, my name's Aubrey, um, and tonight's Bible reading, we're going to start in Luke chapter 16, and then we're going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 16, so I'll give you a moment to open that up. The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. And now from 1 Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, But Samuel said, "'Nor has the Lord chosen this one.' Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, "'The Lord has not chosen these.' So he asked Jesse, "'Are these all the sons you have?' "'There is still the youngest,' Jesse answered. "'He is tending the sheep.' Samuel said, "'Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives.' So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, "'Rise and anoint him. This is the one.' So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Thanks,
1: Elbury. Welcome to church. Uh, for those that don't need, know me, my name is Langdon and tonight... Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, continuing our series on road signs for life and we're going to be thinking about the idea of body language. But before we do, if you know me, I love a good selfie. So I love a good photo and you guys are just looking beautiful tonight. So what I'm going to do, if it's alright, I'm going to take a photo. I'm not going to put it on the internet or anything. But can everyone just smile? Just, yep, smile. Smile. Oh, hold on, the flash didn't work. Oh, here we go. Ah, beautiful. Awesome, thank you. I just like to keep a memory of what's happening in life, you know. Um, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just have a look at it. Mm. Do you know, I've got this cool editing software. What I'm going to do, let's just tweak it up. Oh, yep. I can zoom in, I can see. Oh, yep, I can... Mm, 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 yep. Alright, through the magic of technology, I've edited it. I've made it look a bit better... If that's alright? And I've actually, uh, I've put it straight through to the laptop there so we can actually have a look at ourselves. There we all are! Ah! See, through the wonders of technology, I've made us more successful. I've, uh, you know, some of us are looking older, you know, but uh, some of us looking younger. Uh, but what I've done is I thought actually the building needs some tweaking, I've put in another row... You know, so we can. I'm going to put this online. I actually might put this online later on to show everyone. This is what it's like coming to church. Look at all the successful. Look at all how powerful and awesome we are. Wouldn't that be awesome? Is that awesome? I know some of you don't look exactly the same, but that's okay. I've changed the image a bit. Is that all right? There's a problem with that, isn't there? Because it's not real. It's not actually us, is it? We can take a photo like that and show who we want to be. I don't know if you actually want to be, like I think it's Meryl Streep in the front, I don't know, but we can show a photo of who we might want to be or want others to think we are and we're going to be thinking about this idea of body image tonight, how we think of ourselves, how we want to project who we are. But it's not who we really are inside and it's not actually who God sees us to be. So that's what we're going to think about tonight. We live in a world and a culture where outward appearance is huge currency. We actually often judge and respect each other based on their outward appearance, whether we should or we shouldn't. It happens in the schoolyard, happens in the staff room, Happens in the media, happens in the bathroom, happens in the boardroom, it happens in the church. That's how we operate. And when I think specifically tonight about body, uh, when it comes to our bodies, we have our own expectations sometimes of what we should look like. Problem with that is there's much more value to us than what our bodies look like. So I'm going to pray. Will you pray with me as we look through this tonight? Father, we thank you that we have this opportunity to look at your word and think through tonight this image, this idea, the issues around body image. We ask, Lord, that your word would speak to us, that through tonight's spirit, through your spirit and through what we share tonight, that you would encourage us, Lord, to see us, to see ourselves as you would see us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to start off tonight, and we saw from the passage of, from 1 Samuel 16. I'll give you a bit of background what's been happening here. Uh, Samuel is known, he's one of the last, he's known as a judge, and he's a very important person in Israel. He represents God in the special nation of Israel. Uh, but Israel really wants a king. They want to be like all the other nations. This grieves God, but they set up this guy, Saul, as the king. If God is grieved because Saul did not carry out God's instructions. Saul was not the representative king that God wanted. So God sets up another king. And he says to Samuel, I want you to go to Bethlehem and find uh, this new king. So we see, as Aubrey read to us, this is what... Uh, Samuel did. He goes, he doesn't know who that person is, but he goes, he goes to Bethlehem and he finds this man Jesse and his family. So when we get to this story, we see that uh, Samuel turns up to meet Jesse's family. Uh, and uh, this is a very big deal. Samuel is like, he's the man when you come into the neighbourhood. I was watching the election results last night. It was like in the Liberal Room when John Howard was standing there, if anyone saw that. Uh, but it's, Samuel is a very important man in the community. Jesse knows, and Jesse knows why he's come uh, to, 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 to Bethlehem, and he knows he's looking for someone special. And so Jesse lines up all his sons, he gets his sons, and he lines them all up, and we see there, uh, Samuel is going through, he's looking for all Jesse's sons, uh, and he comes across Jesse's son Eliab, And Samuel thinks to himself, surely, Eliab, look at him. He's a handsome guy. He's looking strong. He's looking good. He must be the exact person that God wants to pick as the new king. He, Samuel sees something special in Eliab. Maybe he had charisma. Maybe he was tall. Maybe he looked strong. Maybe he just looked like a smart guy. Maybe he was well presented. I don't know what it was. But God steps in, and we see this in verse 7, the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, appearance but the Lord looks at the heart. People and God see things differently. As people, we often look at at externals, don't we? God values differently. God looks at the heart of a person. God values the heart, the inner person, the mind, the soul, the heart, the will. How you look makes no difference to God. God sees the heart. God knows the hurts. God knows the struggles. He knows what you've been through. But God values the heart. God sees something in David that Samuel couldn't see. God knew who he wanted to be his representative. He wanted David because he saw in David's heart. And it's a really interesting story because as it goes on, it's really sad actually, because as it goes on, we saw in the story that actually even David's own father, doesn't, Jesse, doesn't even think David is worth bringing out in front of Samuel. In fact, he says, look, uh, he's just off tending the sheep. He doesn't even think he's worth it. Samuel doesn't see David's heart. Samuel's own, uh, David's own dad, Jesse, doesn't see David's heart. But God sees the heart. And as I read that, there's two probably observations that I make with that. Because you might be thinking, you know what, guess what Langdon? I'm actually not lined up to be the next king of Israel. You know, I don't need to, you know. But that king was meant to be God's representative. And if we're followers of Christ, we actually represent God ourselves. And we want to emulate what that means to be God's representatives. And if we want to do that, if we have that relationship with God, we actually want to build hearts that are for God. First thing I get from that story is, it actually makes me very cautious to judge people. Because I know when I read that, I would very much be like Samuel, that guy looks like the king, he must be the one. We need to be cautious about judging people because we can often look at externals and not the heart. Our appearance and externals actually don't show what's going on. Whether you're good looking, whether you're not good looking by the world standards, it actually doesn't matter. The other thing I like in that story is Samuel needed God's help to see what was going in the heart. And when I meet someone, sometimes it's easy for me to actually look at just who that, what they look like. Does it fit with what I like? And it's easy just to see that's all the person is. I don't know if you've ever done that. Have you ever felt judged or had someone you felt like, they didn't even get to see who I was. Samuel has God's help to see beyond and see what's really inside the person. makes me wonder, actually, I need help to see what God uh, is doing inside the person. It's like we need a filter. It's like I pull out my phone and there's a special filter that says God's filter. When I, I need that in my eyes. When I look, I need to actually have God's eyes to say, you know what? I need to see as God sees and I need to see beyond what I can see in front of me but the person. We're going to think, as we think tonight, we're going to be thinking about body image. And to help us do that, I've invited tonight a special guest. Would you welcome Anna Domkins? (laughs) Anna, I'm going to give you this. And I'm going to get two stools. If you will come forward and we'll take a seat. Excuse me, everyone, I'll be back. Here we go. Hi. (laughs) It's all good. Like a ninja. Anna, take a seat. All right. Anna, you, you just, I've got some questions down here. Um, you are part of our church family. Yes, I am. You are a child and adolescent counsellor. So I've got it written there. Um, but tell us a bit about Anna. Just tell us about Anna.
2: Sure. Uh, I have been a part of this church since I was a kid. And I'm married to Mark and we have six wonderful kids. And I work in child and adolescent mental health.
1: Awesome, That's awesome. Me. We're thinking about this idea of body language. Body image. Body image. <laughs> uh, it's been a lo- Can I just say, just day. call it, it's been a long day. It's been great, it's been a long day. Sorry if I get things wrong. Body image, is this a big issue, Anna? Tell us about
2: it. Yes, it's a massive issue. It uh, consistently ranks in the top three, if not the top mental health concern, or just concern in general for youth and young adults, but not even just for youth and young adults. It's actually across... Life, lifespan, uh, ages, um, it always ranks highly as a major concern. Uh, and we can see lots of really difficult effects of that. So it is a big issue. It's, it's massive.
1: How do issues of uh, body image present to youth and young adults? particularly?
2: So we see a lot... Um, a, a big range, really. Sometimes it's just... not just. Sometimes it's lower-level concerns where we can just feel never quite good enough. We don't really fit. We're not really um, up to the standard that other people expect. Uh, It can affect our self-esteem and just give us a general sadness that we live with. All the way from that through to much more serious mental health concerns. um, And we see eating disorders, depression, anxiety, a lot of social anxiety associated with um, body image concerns. Um, and it's important to say those those issues can also be about other things, not necessarily about body image, but they can be and often are linked. And so it's it's a big deal. It can be very serious. Um, and so it's really important to think, think through what we can do.
1: You mentioned to me about 8 out of 10...
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I read a statistic the other day that said um, 8 out of 10 girls and 9 out of 10 women admitted to opting out of important social events because they weren't happy with how their body looked that day. And that's pretty massive. And that was um, kind of significant things, school reunions, family weddings, job interviews, but even just turning up at school, going to work, mufti days, things like that. Sometimes it it can stop us from engaging with life in the way that we would usually do.
1: Mm. Um, Is this just an issue just for girls?
2: Nope. Uh, it affects everybody, men, women, girls and boys. Sometimes it looks different for boys than for girls, but it um, certainly still ranks as a high concern.
1: Hmm. Um, it seems like this is increasing as an issue. Hmm. Why is that? Why is this an increasing issue?
2: Hmm. It is increasing. Um, I think there are lots of reasons. One of them, it, it's a really hard time to be... It's a harder time than ever, I think, to be a teenager. Um, Technology is a blessing and a curse, and one of the curses is that we see every day so many images that, as you've shown us <laughs> wonderfully at the start of this service, aren't necessarily real. Uh, and that the effect of that is even progressing in itself. So we've always known that you know images in magazines are edited and airbrushed, and that that's probably not real life. But now we can download an app where we can edit our own image and make ourselves taller, thinner, more tanned, less tanned, wider teeth, longer eyelashes, whatever we want to do, we can edit that reality and then post it as if it were true. And so we see the warts and all version of ourselves, and we see this beautiful, perfect vision of everyone else. Um, and it's really hard, so I think that's a major contributor.
1: Hmm. What do you think will help or doesn't help this idea of body image?
2: What we know doesn't help is just saying, just don't worry about it. Uh, Because the truth is we know, as Christians we know this is not what's important about us, we know it's not what God loves, it's actually not what we value in each other. So we know in our minds it's not important, but somehow it still feels like it is, and that's a really important thing for us to think through. Why is it that if it's not important, and we all get that, um, that it's still such a massive concern? And so... uh, because this is an issue that exists in the in relationship to community um, that's a great opportunity for us to think through what this looks like in our community mm. um, it does exist in the, in that arena if we're uh, locked in a dungeon by ourselves we don't care how our hair looks we care when we come into contact with others and so um, It's great for us to think through what's it like to be a part of this community and how can we affect change in this area to make it feel like we are people who value the heart things and not the appearance things. Um, Because I think that is true for us. We do value those things, but it's not always easy to make it feel like that for each other. Um, Partly I think that's because it's so socially normal to just talk about appearance and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. We do that all the time. We say, I love that dress, you look beautiful and there's nothing wrong with that. But because that's an easy thing to relate about, sometimes that can be most of what we talk about um, and most of how we talk about other people. And so it takes a lot more courage and vulnerability to have the conversations about heart things and say to each other, how are you going? What's challenging you at the moment? What's inspiring you? What are you reading? What are you learning about? Um, and when we have those conversations, those mm. are the times when we really feel seen and heard and loved and understood by other people.
1: They often take extra energy, those conversations, Absolutely. don't they? Yeah.
2: Absolutely. It's harder. Um, but it, it um, makes an environment where we actually can turn up and feel like I'm loved here for who I am and known for who I am, and so I don't have to get changed three times before church to decide what I'm wearing it's okay. I can just turn up and be
1: me. Hmm. It's a choice of our communities. What do we value, and hmm. as a community, are we going to show that value when people come?
2: Yeah, and I think sometimes that's easy to do in person, and then we also need to think through what is that, what does our presence online look like in that sense. Hmm. Um, it's really hard, and so much of your social interactions are via images, or they're. Um, they're online, you're posting things, you're commenting on other people's posts and it's easy to keep it surface level uh, and so that's a challenge as well to think through how do I communicate about things that have nothing to do with how I look but have things to do with what I really, um, what's in my heart at the moment. Mm.
1: Uh, as a part of our church as well, uh, and you counsel, you encourage people, uh, is there any Bible passage, or any verses, or anything that... Yeah, there's one that I think will
2: pop up on the screen. Here we go. Uh, I love this verse and I use it a lot with students that I work with. It's from Philippians. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I love that because it's a beautiful filter that we can put through uh, our minds as we think about ourselves through our behaviour as we connect with other people, through our online presence. And you can write that and stick it on your mirror and then when you're looking in the mirror in the morning and thinking, whew, it's a bit rough, um, you can have a look at that and go, hang on, what is true here? What do I actually believe is significant about me today? Or you can stick it on your phone and before you post something or comment about something, you can think that through or wherever it is that's gonna remind you If it can run through that filter and still be um, a great idea, a great thought about yourself, then go with it. If not, maybe rethink.
1: Awesome. Uh, We have families here, we have parents here. What advice would you have some of our parents or our youth leaders? Uh,
2: It's a rough gig raising humans, isn't it? I find it's... um It's beautiful and wonderful and terrifying all at the same time. And looking around, most of you are decades ahead of where I am as a parent, so respect for where you're at. Um, One of the terrifying things I find is that our kids know and see everything. And whether you think you're telling them or not, they know. (laughs) And so uh, something we really need to do as parents is do our own work on ourselves so that we can be in a place where we... Um, can be positive about ourselves because if we're putting down ourselves, they're learning from that. Um, I can ask your kids how you feel about your body and they will tell me. They know everything (laughs) that you want to change. And so we've got to do the hard work on ourselves to be able to say, I'm proud of this body that I live in and value its strength and its health and its capacity to carry me through the heart things that God actually wants to do in my life and um, model that to them because they learn what we model, not what we think we're telling them to do or think or say or feel.
1: And I guess to, uh, you know, in families taking family photos and stuff.
2: Yeah, something we see a lot is um, just parents who don't want to be in the photo or they'll say, oh no, not today. It's, um, you know, haven't, got, haven't done my hair or whatever it is. Um, but we need a model that's not the significant thing. We just need to um, move past that and model what we hope our kids are going to become. Really, um, the other thing I think we can do as parents, and even grandparents, if your kids are ra- you know raised already and you're on round two with the grandkids, uh, a beautiful opportunity we have is to help our kids grow that part of their hearts that we're hoping that they come to love about themselves and know really deeply, and so. There's nothing wrong with saying, "I love your dress to your grandchild or your child um, but they hear enough comments about you know your hair looks weird or why do you have freckles or whatever from school, and we can be the people who see the person they're becoming and comment on that so that that's the part that they think is valuable and grows in them and so whether you're saying to them um you know, that was so lovely to see you include that little girl at the park who didn't have a friend, I love that part of your heart. Or, you're studying so hard, I love your work ethic. Or, you're not studying at all, but (laughs) you're being a great friend to your friend who's having a meltdown today. Whatever it is, when you see something that you know God is working on in their heart, um, encourage that and help them to see that as the thing that is important about them.
1: Mm. One more question. If you're here tonight, maybe you're struggling in some way with body image... As an individual, what would you...?
2: Yeah. Firstly, you are not alone. This is a massive issue and you will be hard-pressed to find a person in this room who has loved themselves head to toe since birth and never uh, struggled with this at all. So it's so common and it's so, um, and it can be really debilitating. So know that um, it's OK to struggle with but we want to help you to work through that I have lived with anorexia myself. I have had the privilege of walking through life with um, youth I work with who are just brave souls who are facing their hard concerns and learning and um, seeing healing. And so there's beautiful hope there in knowing that our God loves to see us and heal us and bring um, hope. know that. There's going to be a screen that comes up, I think, with some resources that you can look through to get help. But maybe a great place to start tonight is just to have a conversation with someone you love and respect to say, this is hard for me. How about you? And see where that goes because something I know is true is that when you say hard things out loud they're less powerful than they were before. Mm. So that's a great place to start.
1: Um, And uh You can reach out to Anglicare. Maria Orr's here. You can find out more, but you can... Anglicare has great services. Talk to your doctor if it's going something. There's a great website that Maria Orr also, I recommend, is reachout.com. And you're going to be around after the service. You might be down here somewhere. If people want to come and chat to you tonight even... Come on over. Would you please give Anna a huge round of applause? Thank you, Anna. (laughs) It's just a huge, huge issue, but let me give us some uh, final encouragements. Uh, Body image for us as a community is not the most important value we have for each other. As a community, let's value the heart in each other. Let's value our own heart and let's value above anything else. That's what's going to set us apart, each other's hearts. Part of following Jesus is trusting Jesus with our whole lives. And sometimes for us, that may even mean I have to trust God that he's made me who I am. I love this verse from Psalm 139. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Be thankful and actually go, God, I'm going to trust you that you've made me, my outward appearance, whether I'm good looking, not good looking, however I feel about myself, you've made me, I'm going to trust you in that. I was also encouraged thinking about Jesus as well. Because Jesus, according to the scriptures, people rejected him because of how he looked. Look in Isaiah. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. If you're a Christian here tonight, you've never seen Jesus with your eyes. You fell in love with Jesus because of who he is and what he's done. And if we want to reflect Jesus as followers of Jesus, we want to see each other for who, for not on the outside but for who we are on the inside. That takes time to look at each other. And the great thing is too, no matter what your outward appearance, Jesus sees you. Jesus knows you. So just like we need to look beyond the externals to see Jesus, we need to look beyond externals to see each other. Part of that means for us, we need to develop our own hearts. I don't know, you know, if, thinking about coming to church or during your week, we spend time preening ourselves, we all do that, but are we actually spending time on developing hearts that are after God's heart? Are we spending money and effort and time actually going, I want my heart to be soft, open, obedient, ready for God? And when we come together as a church, do we take time to value and make each other known? Do we run past, or do we actually take the time, as Anna encourages, to actually know each other? Do we actually take the time to let others know our hearts? Do we let people see what's going on? Our value system is not around what people look like, but we value people's hearts. Let me pray. Father, we thank you. God, give us your eyes. Help us to see each other, Lord, not with our own eyes, but with yours. Help us to see the heart of people and value people, not because of looks or externals. Help us to see people's hearts. Help us to see people. Father, help us to let go of the way that we can make body image the most important thing we value in ourselves or in someone else. Help us to be like you, see the heart of the person. And help us to see and value our own hearts, Lord, more than our looks. Would you develop our hearts that are whole, open, soft, obedient, and thoroughly in love with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm mm-hmm.